You're listening to Backstage at Lyric, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes at Lyric Opera of Chicago. Backstage at Lyric features in-depth interviews with singers, conductors, and creative talents at one of the world's great opera companies. For additional podcast interviews, subscribe to our RSS feed or visit us online at lyricopera.org. Bass baritone James Morris is backstage at Lyric. It's great fun. It really is. I mean, the weight of the show isn't on any one person's shoulders. And uh, to share the stage with really marvelous actors, it's fun to have dialogue on stage and to be able to speak and sing in your own language and to share this joy. It really is a joy. It's a joy to watch and it's a joy to perform. And people can't help but be smiling when they leave the auditorium. Thank you for downloading this episode of Backstage at Lyric. I'm Roger Pines of Lyric Opera of Chicago. James Morris is one of today's most celebrated artists, triumphantly successful worldwide in some of the most formidable roles in the repertoire, including Mozart's Don Giovanni, Puccini's Scarpia, and of course, Wagner's Wotan, which he sung in all of Lyric's ring cycles in 1996 and again in 2005. Now he's back at Lyric for an amazing change of pace, the title role of Gilbert and Sullivan's The Mikado. Recently, he spoke with Lyric Opera broadcast host George Preston about what a departure this role is for him and what a pleasure it is to work with Lyric's top-flight ensemble cast. Before we get to that conversation, here's the story of The Mikado. In the town of Titipu, Coco, a poor tailor, had been condemned to death for flirting, but he was then shocked to be not only reprieved, but also given the rank of Lord High Executioner. So far, he hasn't executed anyone, and that proves to be a problem. If he doesn't execute someone within a month, his post will be abolished, and the town reduced to the rank of a village. Coco is betrothed to his ward, Yum Yum, who actually loves Nankipu, a wandering minstrel. She's distressed to learn that her beloved is actually the son of the Mikado, and he's fled the court so that he won't have to marry his father's daughter-in-law, Elect, the aged and unpleasant Kadisha. Since he can't have Yum Yum, he attempts suicide, but he's stopped by Coco, who makes a bargain with him. Nanki Poo can marry Yum Yum if he consents to be executed a month later. The visit of the Mikado, with Kadisha in tow, produces all manner of complications, and in the end, there are two happy couples, not only Nanki Poo and Yum Yum, but also Coco and Kadisha. Now, on to the conversation between James Morris and George Preston. I hope you enjoy it. James Morris, thank you for joining us in the Norman Pellegrini Broadcast booth. My pleasure. Thank you. Uh, I'm talking to you directly after the dress rehearsal for Mikado. Your role is the title role, but decidedly shorter than many of the roles you're used to singing. What do you do to prepare for this challenge? Well, if anybody came to see me in the show, uh, they'd be <laughs> a little disappointed. Uh, no, it's it's fun. It's um, I, I did the Mikado back in high school. I did Poobah. And two years later with the Baltimore Symphony, I did Pishtush. So, and I haven't done any Gilbert and Sullivan since. So when they asked me if I would do this... Uh, I said, yeah, sure, I'd love to, but uh, 
I thought it was poobah. And they said, no, we want you to do the Mikado. And I said, oh, no, I want to do poobah. That's the funny part. And, everything. and uh, they kept saying, no, no, Photon has to do Mikado and all that. But I tell you, first day of rehearsal, when I got here and I saw Andrew Shore doing poobah, I said, you know, I'm, I'm glad they made that decision because he's ten times funnier than I could ever be. I mean, he's just incredible. And uh, I think the audience is really going to love him when they see him. Well, you're getting your share of laughs, at least from this dress rehearsal audience, I have to say. Well, there's a, a little soft shoe, but not much, just a few steps. But uh, there were a couple of chuckles, I guess, People were thinking, Votan does a soft shoe. <laughs> I was thinking about wearing an eye patch out just to see if anybody got the joke. But <laughs> Now, would you want to do more roles of this sort in the coming years? Um, yeah, not this length. I'd like to do you know, longer ones. But I know I love Gilbert and Sullivan, and uh, I've always loved Broadway and you know, things other than opera. I, I love it. I mean, I don't want to give up opera, but I... I'd like to branch out and do other things as well. And what about comic roles in operas? I mm-hmm. understand you're scheduled to do uh, Don Pasquale? Yeah, in Washington in uh, May. And uh, trying desperately to get words in my head. There's a lot of words in that piece. <laughs> but no, I, I like comic operas very much. And uh, when I used to do Figaro, I used to ham it up quite a bit. <laughs> Does this represent a new stage in your career in a way? Uh, yeah, it could be. Uh, could be. I'm, I think, you know, I decided that it was time to start doing other things. Uh, I don't want to give up rings and I don't want to give up Dutchman's and t- certainly not Tosca's. But uh, at the same time, I, I think it's time to expand things. Well, mixing uh, things up, mixing up Dutchman's and Votan's with Mikado's and Don Pasquale's has mm. to be very vocally healthy in a way for yeah, you. Yeah, it is. I mean, you go out there and hammer away every performance with huge roles, uh, you're going to shorten your career quite a bit. But uh, if you space it with uh, lighter things, and also that gives you time to learn other roles. <laughs> so I'm, I'm learning Pasquale while I'm here doing this because i got a lot of time on my hands. People will come to this show expecting a comedy and lots of laughs and lots of fun. They'll get it. <laughs> but they sure will. But I think a lot, a lot of people forget how wonderful this music is. Oh, it really is. It, it's fabulous. And I, I haven't heard it in years. Well, since 1967, I haven't heard it live with an orchestra. I've only heard recordings, old recordings that are very tinny. And to hear it with the orchestra live and it's so beautiful and it is his best work it's uh the the consensus is that the mikado is uh gilbert and sullivan's it's it's their best work and um for anybody who wants a little background on it there's a wonderful movie topsy-turvy it's a great movie about their relationship and mostly about the writing of the mikado did you watch that as part of your preparation not as preparation but i just love it (laughs) i've watched it a couple times yeah this is really also an ensemble piece. I mean, there mm-hmm. are other uh, – Meisterzinger in its way is also an ensemble mm-hmm. piece, but in a, it's on a very different level mm-hmm. than this one. So what's it like for you interacting with all these other marvelous performers on yeah, stage? Yeah, it, it's, it's great fun. It really is. I mean, the weight of the show isn't on any one person's shoulders. And uh, to share the stage with really marvelous actors, which, which they are, and you really – get the feeling of that in their dialogues. It's fun to have dialogue on stage and to be able to speak and sing in your own language and um, and to share this joy. It really is a joy. It's a joy to watch and it's a joy to perform. And people can't help but 
be smiling when they leave the auditorium. I know. And uh, it's, it's just a great show. It's a, it's a fun evening all around. What do you think accounts for the enduring appeal of this show, which surely is the most popular operetta in the English-speaking world? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's hard to say, really. It's, uh, like you say, it's, it's very enduring. It's, uh, like I said before, it's uh, Gilbert and Sullivan's most popular piece. And it just, it's one of a kind, really. I mean, there, there, there's a formula that was always uh, done with Gilbert and Sullivan, always involved the magic potion and all this. And uh, this departs from that. And um, there's still the, the sort of basic formula of a men's chorus and then some soloists and then a ladies' chorus and that, that sort of thing. And uh, if you've ever listened to Anna Russell and her dissertation about how to compose a Gilbert and Sullivan piece... Um, but it's, it does depart from, from their other pieces, and it's just a very lasting piece. It's, it's obvious. Well, it's less formulaic, as you say. In a way, it has more humanity in it. Mm-hmm. And this production in particular seems to seek out the humanity in the different characters. Katishaw, mm-hmm. is, uh, as Stephanie Blythe does mm-hmm. her, is not a caricature, as uh, Katishaw is frequently portrayed. Mm-hmm. And in your big solo, uh, we're used to to sometimes hearing these unnatural shrieks of laughter. Yeah, yeah. And I'm very glad you're, you're not doing <laughs> no, that sort no, of thing. No, I, I decided uh, early on that, you know, I, I sounded like I could snap a vocal cord on one of those, and I, I wasn't going to chance that. But, uh, yeah, I, I, put a little, I put a little laugh in at one spot. <laughs> and do you really try and bring out the humanity of your character, not just to make him uh, a painting on a vase, as it were? Uh, he's, um, I, I don't know, I, I think the Mikado takes great delight in dealing out punishment, uh, which is obvious from his aria and, uh, and his decree that there has to be an execution in this town or they'll be reduced to the rank of a village. So I, he's bloodthirsty, I think. But at the same time, um, He's humorous, but uh, yeah, there are things that bring out some humanity in him. But basically, I think he's very bloodthirsty, but funny bloodthirsty. (laughs) (laughs) Funny bloodthirsty. (laughs) Well, James Morris, uh, congratulations and thanks for joining us in the Norman Pellegrini broadcast booth. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Backstage at Lyric, the podcast that takes you behind the curtain at Lyric Opera of Chicago. For additional interactive content and to order tickets, visit us online at lyricopera.org.